Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betspurts. Welcome to the deep dive. This one's going to be a weird one. Uh, again, we did not do a ton of crosstalk where we prepped each other for opinions about uh, today's teams. So I have no idea where in the pantheon of takes you are for the Washington Commanders. The Commanders. Um, I can tell you one thing about Washington, and they are. They, I don't think this team really gets the the new name karma bump uh, here, the rebrand karma bump. Uh, they did it kicking and screaming, uh, and ultimately I liked the football team as far as a brand new one. I kind of fell of in seasons. love with the football team. Like, it was <laughs> and, so uh, ridiculous yeah. and worked. Yeah, and, and let's make 0.0 mistakes. The commanders are not ever a bet on team, are not ever a buy team, because they are exceptionally – poorly run the fish routes from the head dan is the worst correct me if i'm wrong he's the worst owner in professional sports right now i mean he's not at like donald sterling levels but he's knocking on the damn door yeah he's getting there man there's been a lot of uh there's been a lot of like oh shit he paid off you know some female employees that he probably harassed and he so the, the teams do a revenue share thing where everybody says here's how much money we made this year and they they share parts of those revenue and he probably lied to try to take extra Is any of this like, probably i thought this was all covered no in i mean great detail it's, in it's still under hearings where you get I just, you know i don't want I, I don't want him to sue us so i, I will say it's a legend okay. for the time being but i mean okay. it's daniel snyder he probably fucking did it so this is a team that we might be i mean i can see the schedule already dan has it up on a different slide might be a team you use uh the other team against in survivor league i never remember to mention it on the first pot of the day but we are Brought to you by the Circa Millionaire and Survivor Contest. Both break free. $12 million in the pot. And yeah, you just uh, you just pick against Washington every week. That's how you win. I am bound and determined <laughs> to actually do well in Survivor this year. So Drew and I will be out in Vegas in a couple of weeks signing up for that. Uh, somebody hit us in the DMs, question, had some questions about proxies and stuff. I think we'll probably should take like 10 minutes at some point, maybe during that podcast or maybe we'll do a bonus one, kind of help people out with that. If they're not familiar, get people to figure out how that, that works. Cause it's not that complicated. Once you've done it once, it's pretty easy to get a proxy figured out for you. So um, yeah, check those out. You can uh, enter in Vegas and then play from anywhere. Enjoy that. And well, like I said, we'll be entering here soon and we'll not be using Washington. Ooh, that's a sneaky look. Washington has Jacksonville week one. <laughs> nope. That's still not nope. a survivor pick. 2021 20, for your Washington. So it was the football team at that point. It still was kind of mirrored um, New York that we just talked about a little. Like there were plenty of injuries, maybe not at the same spots. Underwhelmed greatly. There was, uh, you know, they, they won some games. They won a couple games against decent teams. So the, the win at home against Tampa was off the bye, though. So, I mean, 
take that with a grain of salt, but the, the teams they beat were the Giants twice, the Atlanta Falcons. They gave up 30 to the Falcons and still beat them. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Seahawks in the spot in November. I'm guessing at that point Russ was out or injured, and they beat the Raiders, who were just an, an odd up-and-down team. So the wins were nothing super impressive and some of the losses were pretty bad they gave you know they got beat pretty bad at home by the chiefs they gave up 33 to a saints team 43 to the bills they lost to uh, a broncos team that i wasn't super high on and they had a pretty bad losing streak in division which was a weird part of the schedule if you remember last year they went dallas philly dallas philly Mm-hmm. In four weeks, lost all. Lost all four. Lost all of those. <laughs> Dallas, yeah. Dallas trapped fifty six on their ass. That one uh, was the day after Christmas. Ama- I remember that, that was that was in prime time. That was amazingly not competitive. Like was, over uh, by over by the end of the first quarter. Yeah, yeah and someone the Giants, the Giants jumping on the field. Remember that at the end of that game where the yes. the Giants. I mean, we talking about the week two teams. win. The week two yeah. win was fraudulent. Yeah. Um. God, man. 2021 here's here's what i remember correct me if i'm wrong correct the record if i'm wrong 2021 the washington football team were viewed as a sneaky sleeper to win the super bowl people 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 reacted people to win the mvp people reacted to 2020 where the defense caught everyone by surprise and they said ain't gonna get fooled again this is a good team with a great defense that could win a Super Bowl now that they have their quarterback situation figured out with Fitzpatrick bet on. And they got bet. Week one, they were bet from like a pick em to a small favorite against the Chargers, I believe. Week two, mm-hmm. Thursday night football, they were heavily bet from like pick em out, out to like three ish or, you know, for not pick em to three, but it was like under three to three or over, if I remember correctly. But they were bet on. First three weeks of the season, no return. People finally stopped betting them. They go into Atlanta and they got that fluky win because of the call at the end of the game. Like that Atlanta absolutely should have won that game. If you go back and look, there was some weird refereeing at the end that handed that one to the Washington football team. Uh, And then they proceeded to lose four straight in convincing loss fashion. Season looks over. Taylor Heineke somehow turns it around and beats the likes of uh, Tom Brady and Russell Wilson in three weeks stretch. Uh, And as of those two back-to-back wins, which were also weirdly both 17 to 15, two weeks in a row, they won the game 17 to 15. Uh, After those two wins, the Washington football team was six and six and everyone who had bet on them preseason and who had given up hope was all of a sudden like, whoa, Five division games left, six and six. We're in the mix. And then, yeah, then they went right into the wood chipper down the stretch. Like Steve Buscemi. And both Dallas and Philly. By the way, those four wins for Dallas and Philly combined, that put those teams in the playoffs. (laughs) Philly was not going to the playoffs until they beat you twice. Dallas was not for sure clenching the AFC, NFC East until they beat you twice. Um, so that was pretty wild. They end up with seven wins, one under their Pythag expectation, but I got to tell you, a seven-win team feels exactly right uh, for this Taylor Heineke-led squad that 
You know, they have a decent coach as far as a leader of men goes and Ron Rivera. But then what in the world is going on with Ron Rivera keeping Jack Del Rio? Yeah, uh, and uh, some of the reasons, and you already elaborated, some of the reasons that people got behind this team to play well in 2021 were, hey, this young pass rush is very good. Well, Montez Sweat and our guy Chase Young Young missed a bunch of time. So you throw one reason one out the window. Hey, we've got a We've got a veteran quarterback and I know he's never won anything real big, but like he's been able to take command of the offense. Uh, we have a good coach and a veteran quarterback coming in instead of the garbage that we've put out there under center for a while gets hurt right away. Immediately. And then immediately. Yeah. immediately you, you, you run out of things like that. So I guess I'm kind of surprised they won as many games as they did. And to be fair, again, some of them were goofy at the end. This was a team I bet a regular season win total under, and I felt cheated in a couple of these games. I was happy with that uh, losing streak at the end, but yeah, there were some there were some goofy games this team, and they made their they made their under with with, uh, and they made their alt under. Yeah, no, I was, but when they were six and six, I was thinking about it because I yeah, didn't hold I Philly in the highest of regards at some points. So I'm like, man, they could, they could sneak out a couple more wins. I don't need this stuff. And yeah, it was a, it <laughs> was, it was, it, it turned out to be a pretty tough schedule. Like Sam's saying in the chat, I had that noted. It's like it was slated to be a tough schedule, but it turned well, that out was to one be of the reasons the we were cold on them last year. Yeah, it turned out to be even tougher than expected as some of the teams they played were more surprising. And then also the injuries didn't help. So underperformed and a lot of these things that we're saying, like, Hey, this team had a shitty quarterback situation and their star players were hurt and they played a tough schedule. These are all reasons as I'm putting a bow in 2021 to say, Hey, this is a team that we're going to back next year because they're not going to play a tough schedule and they don't have yeah. a quarterback that's injured, but my lord, they just didn't do much. Like no, 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 splat- no. It's worse than that. No, it's worse. They than went. That. They might have gone backwards at quarterback. It's worse. It's it's name a dis- I guess Drew Locke maybe is the only other guy in the conversation. But like name an- another quarterback move that would give you less enthusiasm about this team turning it around. I would have rather seen Kyle Slaughter. <laughs> Heineke, and yes, I'm, I'm, it's, it is a bit hyperbolic. Like Heineke was not good, but it's not this. Like, why, why not go find someone young? And I guess it's like, hey, this is, this is probably Wentz's last shot if he's hurt oh, again yeah. or if he just plays ineffectively. So. But my, my big knock on Wentz was last year he played behind a much better offensive line than he will with Correct. a smarter head coach. I have a lot of respect for Ron Rivera, but I think Frank Reich is a better game planner. I think they have a probably a better offensive game plan. Correct. And yes, there's some there's some good receivers here, but it doesn't matter when you make some decisions like he did. Like Wentz is bad and he's going to get put in a worse situation, but some people are expecting to play better. Like it's just there's there's like a theorem like I got to go back to geometry like transitive or additive I'm not sure what we're doing here it just it uh, you get to the end but like oh no that doesn't apply here he he probably doesn't play better and I guess he could surprise me uh, being a little healthier but some of the 
I'm just remembering him like trying to throw the ball out of his own end zone, right. To a guy and like some of the bad decisions he made again behind a, maybe at times all world, some of these players on this line with a good offensive game plan, great running backs to support him. And again, it, it wasn't super high end receivers at times. They had some problems with that, but good enough receivers. Like if he didn't succeed in Indy, I'm not sure how he succeeds here. So, I mean, it's not like some hot take to say I'm out on Carson Wentz, but this isn't, this isn't some step forward um, that, that they need to take because they do have some good young receivers. They do have, you know, some pieces on this roster that can work out and then they just do this Wentz thing. And it just, it really makes me sad for this team because there are parts of this team, especially on the defensive side that I think could play well. Well, yeah, I mean that, yeah. Uh, I think you did a fair job of covering all that. Um, offensive line downgrade from last year, losing Scherf. Uh, Jamil Douglas was a good player too. So you're, you're downgrading the interior of off of your offensive line, which means pass rush coming up the middle is going to continue to get the, bring the worst out of Wentz. So if you're going up against a team with elite interior pass rush, you can circle that game as a game where Wentz is going to have at least two boneheaded plays that take points off the board for you. Wentz would had a weird year last year because statistically it doesn't look as bad on paper as it actually was. Anyone who watched any Colts or bet on any Colts or had any kind of stake or interest in the Colts doing well will attest uh, to the Wentz experience being horrific last year. And having just some moments of games where you're like, we should win this game comfortably if Wentz does not do that absolute boneheaded thing that killed us and took away the win. Um, and so for those reasons, I can't get anything down positively about this Washington team at all, even though, yeah, you mentioned it. The skill position players are an upgrade over last year, and they were good last year. The defense is an upgrade over last year because they got a bunch of young, healthy bodies back. Um you know, I think in general, I will give uh, Scott Turner credit as an offensive coordinator for creating some things that are different than the rest of the league and that are positives. Um, and so I think, you know, it, it was there for this division was this this team was primed to be the surprise in the East if they had made the quarterback decision correctly. And Wentz, for whatever it's worth, may end up being that guy for them this year. But I'm not going to be part of it. I will happily no, and, just watch. And part of it sideline. too was, and we we led the show off with it. Like, I get it. If you were traded for, you don't have a ton of options. If you're a free agent, even seeing like, oh man, they got some, they got some decent, uh, you know, they got some <laughs> decent pieces here, and I'm a quarterback who could move. What in what world are you saying? Like, <clears throat> I would like to play for Daniel Snyder on that field on that turf at my age because I feel you know, like it just it just doesn't seem like a really good spot. And maybe that I'm trying to like justify what they did. Like, well, you know what they should have done. How do you how do you go out and court a free agent? Like, you, you yeah, have to no, you no, you get uh, you you give you give uh, Minnesota fair value and trade for Kirk Cousins. That would have been. Just fuck, watch him go back. But like that's I, I, like honestly, yeah, that like Kirk Cousins as the QB instead of Carson Wentz on this team is that's a you know that's a dark horse in this a NFC East in my opinion for sure. 
Yeah. These, these it, wide it, receivers again, it, it, are You're right. I mean, it is slick. a team who is a quarterback away. McLaurin. Competing. McLaurin, bona fide wide receiver one. Bona fide game breaker, no doubt. Dotson, Samuel, solid two and three. Diami Brown, solid. Uh, as I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not so sold on Diami on down. Like they do lack the depth. That's another maybe knock on them. Like they have a solid one, two, three, but after that, if, if there's injuries again, it could get rough again with Wentz. So uh, I like what they're putting out there, but if they have injuries again, they're, they're a little fragile, especially Gibson, the offensive line. Is good. The offensive line scares me a big time. Well, if, yeah. And especially yeah, if, if, if there are injuries, they lack depth a lot there as well. So yeah. it's, it's a, it's a tough team. And you know what too, like just the game plan, Turner isn't horrid. And I understand that you had Taylor Heineke for chunks of the year and you had receivers missing. And maybe this was what forced you to do this, but they ran the ball an awful lot. And I don't know, maybe it's like, Hey, guess what? Our receivers are back. We're not going to do that. But last year they just, they ran the the ball uh, an awful lot. It wasn't good. So, and like, like you said, if, if Wentz was bad from a clean pocket, Let's see how he does from a, a messy one. Okay. Um, another team that is going to struggle to contain the explosive plays, the cornerback position here is painfully, painfully thin. Uh, Jackson was not a good free agency signing two years ago. Kendall Fuller, eh, jury's out on him this year. Your safeties are... Below, you know, below league average, from what I can tell you, Curl and McCain. I don't think either of those guys moves the needle. Um, your big uh, round one draft so the, choice the last year will was be worse than New York. It will be worse. I I really think so. They didn't. Uh, I think it will be too. Like, they didn't do a lot. It, it was bad last year. I had it ranked like bottom three, and I mean, look at look at what they did to address that it really wasn't much of they anything. lost their one guy that i thought could play in landon collins <laughs> yeah so like the secondary i have is and again you don't have there's not a lot of floor to hit when you're already staring at it but they were a bad secondary that will be a bad secondary again there's a lot of you know parallels to this new york team where it's like hey man this pass rush could be good because we've actually seen this pass rush be good if they're healthy sure but of course but the secondary like you're saying it's it will probably stink up but even that the pass even that the the strength the easy reason that chase young was an easy rookie of the year bet a couple of years ago the reason that it was easy to point to the what that washington team be like they're going to surprise to the upside defensively was because they had the secret you know, the San Francisco recipe, which was wave after wave. Lots of, lots, lots and lots of round one guys in that front seven. And slowly but surely, there's been attrition. Right? You're down a bunch of these guys that used to be your depth. Uh, even though they may not move the needle in the vacuum. Matt Ioannidis, gone. Uh, you're down to Chase Young and Deron Payne, realistically, on that offensive line. Montez Sweat, I presume, comes back at some point, right? Yeah. Um, but it's still a real lean crew relative to what you had in years past, I think. That's one way to put it. And yeah, they, I, I don't have them. I don't have them finishing ahead of New York. Like we did this in the order that the odds say, and that's fine. But 
it's it's a little worrying. Again, we will mention it just like, and we'll get to the schedule and we get to it, but it is the same kind of thing as we saw with New York. Like they are going to play the AFC South. They are going to play the NFC North where you get, you know, you get Chicago and maybe Detroit isn't as good as they'd hoped. Um, the Cleveland game is late. <laughs> Presumably they get Cleveland with a quarterback, but it's it's going to be an easier half of the schedule or an easier it's a above average i'm not trying to say that like i don't think it's on the wrong side of uh the median schedule like this will be classified at the end of the year when we look back at it as this was an easier schedule despite how they play so we'll find out and again it depends how good dallas and philly are there's almost a quarter of your schedule right there. And we saw that go horribly awry for a team like this uh, as recently as last year. But I think this, this pass rush can really, that's where I wrote bounce back time. Like, I think the pass rush can play as well as we saw two years ago, if they're healthy. Sure. So and they have your, your 2017 number one pick, Jonathan Allen, your 18 number one pick, Deron Payne, your 19 number one pick, Montez Sweat, your 20 number one pick Chase Young and your 21 number one pick Jamin Jamin Davis who for whatever it's worth was a whiff last year he um, might be playing the wrong position he, <laughs> they they yeah. moved him around a little like he was a disappointment but yeah sweat I mean most of those guys it's been like good and Chase Young sure shit better have worked out used heavy yeah. draft capital on that but I think the pass rush will be fine but it might be another case of, oh, no, they can't cover anybody. And, again, oh, here's A.J. Brown twice a year. Here's the Dallas receivers. You know, here's Pittman. Here's Jefferson. Here's yeah. um, <laughs> Brandon Cooks is coming to town. Like These are still number one guys that it, when you have a bottom three secondary, it doesn't matter how shitty the other team is. If they have a high-end receiver, he's going to smoke somebody. Yeah, I'm almost even more worried about them going up against teams that just have solid pass blocking. You know, like it doesn't even need, give you don't, time, it doesn't yeah. need, you don't even need to be up against elite wideouts with this team. You just need to kind of be up against solid pass rush, right? Because they're not they're not doing anything like totally unpredictable to generate pressure. They're literally just lining up with more talented guys one v one. Like that's the concept. And so I think realistically, uh, yeah, I, I talked yeah. about that. It, it's not, you know, I said a, a team that just gets rid of the ball quick. That's not the only way to scheme around a good pass rush. You know, yeah. there's, there's ways to yeah. bring in your sixth lineman. There's ways to chip block with good pass blocking receivers. I mean, there's, there's teams that are just, Hey, they scheme well for a good pass rush and, Maybe they have middle of the road receivers and an, an average quarterback, but if they pass, if they pass block good, you're gonna be, you know, you have frustrated stars. Yeah, you're gonna long. have a fun little swing here. If we look at the schedule, you're gonna have a fun little swing week five through week eight, where you're up against teams that don't have the best in terms of pass protection in Tennessee and Chicago. And then you turn right around and you play Green Bay and Indy, who have super disciplined <laughs> yep. defenses and outstanding uh, pass, pass pass protection. So it's like your defense should work to keep you in that game against Tennessee and Chicago, and it's not going to do a lick of help against Green Bay and Indy, uh, which is going to be a funny dichotomy if 
Washington can get a couple wins early in the season, beat Tennessee and, and Chicago. I mean, honestly, like the way that this, the way that this Washington team is rostered feels like they are geared to just absolutely just make Justin Fields day utterly miserable. I was looking at that. Utterly, utterly <laughs> miserable. Yeah. You know, Justin Fields, you know, Oh no, he beat him on an outside, you know, the outside shoulder throw to the boundary. Nope. He didn't have enough time, but yeah, the, yeah I mean, what the team you were describing is, was probably an Indy too, maybe even to a greater effect, but green Bay with a smart coach and incredibly smart and experienced quarterback, less than stellar receiving core, but good pass blocking. Like, mm-hmm. again, you, you, you could throw five bums out there at receiver at that point. If no one's getting home, just you know what's the opera they need a term for that the opposite of a coverage sack like uh, when rogers just has 15 seconds back there and he yeah. throws it to you know the third tight end who's wide open for like 16 yards across the middle because the pass rush just isn't getting there yeah and just the pass the, and that's the pass oh pro God, win a pass pro win. that is yeah. pass pro wins are the most frustrating thing to watch when you're against a team like that where a quarterback just has all day long which is very frustrating. And you might have a couple weeks of frustration like that before you get to go play Minnesota. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of game, a lot of teams on their schedule, even as, as generally soft as it is, there's not a lot of teams that I would qualify as having bad offensive lines. In fact, there's a bunch that have pretty good offensive lines. Um, Detroit, Philly, good, good. Green yeah. Bay, Indy, good, good. Uh, Philly Dallas. again, good. Dallas, I think, is going to be good, but not be above really average. Sure. Yeah, Giants good, uh, and then Cleveland good. So you're going up against top half of the league offensive lines a lot, which I think is going to expose this defense to where they're coming in a little worse than expected. Right now, the market thinks they are. You want to guess? Right. On offense, you might know, or on yeah. defense. Washington's offense is what? 25th? 22nd. So a little better than your guess. Their defense is? Oh, 18th, 20th? 19th. 19th. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm probably a little lower on both of those. I think, yeah. I think if you're going to find an edge, it's going to be situationally here. It's not going to be broadly. Right. No. So, again, so much of NFL betting does become some of the parts, and it stinks to see player like all pros essentially. Chase Young is an all pro at his ceiling, and you know Terry McLaurin probably too. It sucks to see that the sum of the parts isn't good enough to get the most out of those guys. Most likely, mm-hmm. especially when you are going to you know what what takes away Chase Young and the rest of that young pass rush, all these good offensive lines, and then. What yep. takes away Terry McLaurin? Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's just there's uh, too many stoppers. All your positives have a uh, you know a, a negative staring them right in the face to take it away. And then yeah, even with an easy schedule, one of their main strengths, like we keep saying, the, in the pass rush, is neutralized all too often by all these good you know pass pro teams there are still wins like you again you play houston you play atlanta you play the giants a couple times like there's there's going to be bright spots for this team but 
I'm uh, I'm thinking the team total or the regular season win total is fair to slightly a little high. I know they have some advantageous spots, and really the only really bad one is that trip out to the the Niners on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Cross country, cross country after playing a a division team at home, and then going out and playing the Niners on Christmas Eve. That'll be fun for them. You know what else? What's good though that precedes that is the Giants buy sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you know why? Because the Giants got to play Philly while you get to rest up before you play them again. I can live with that. Those are those are kind of funny, weird. You can, I don't and again, I, I said nice things about the Giants and fewer nice things about Washington, but there's a chance that Washington gets two wins there because it's not a bad spot for them. Absolutely, there is. You're absolutely right. Um Chance they get, chance they build a little late season momentum there with, uh, you know, Houston, Atlanta, Giants by Giants. That little four game stretch right there. If you're surprising at all through the first ten weeks of this season, I think you're staring at your month of November, December, and thinking, we're not out of this. <laughs> I mean, certainly, uh, there's no one, there's no widowmakers really staring down the stretch like a six game deficit on the road a six-point deficit on the road at san francisco doesn't really spook you uh closing with dallas doesn't really spook you cleveland you know that that's not going to be an easy game but it's not they're not like uh you know the the death blow um so i think realistically you're 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 probably you probably have hope if you're a fan and you're coming through this uh thanksgiving stretch assuming you're not one and nine Right. So, what are the chances? You yeah. Win? What are the chances it's your a, only win is against Chicago? There's a non-zero chance that you lose. Like the, all those other games are losable. Detroit's decent. Phillies, you know, if Detroit and Deuce Philly live up to the hype, maybe Jacksonville, Chicago. I don't know, like, yeah, two, two, two and eight. It's definitely on the table for that stretch. I think. That would be. I think it is too. It would hard to get. It hard to be hopeful after that. But again, there are there are wins. If things hash out right and wins isn't losing them games. Well, let's pretend that. What's your uh, best case scenario there? Four and six. My best case scenario for this franchise is that Daniel Snyder steps down. Uh, My second best case scenario for this franchise is that they are two and seven going into that Monday night football game where Carson Wentz goes back to Philly. He gets booed to the tune of crying on the field and takes his shoes off, you know, Richie Tannenbaum style. (laughs) Like the bomber. (laughs) It's a brutal loss to Philly. You're two and eight. And then you pull, you pull Wentz and it's uh, it's time for Sam Howell. And Sam Howell has the calling for Howell. Sam has Sam Howell has a nice little opportunity to swoop in after Wentz embarrasses himself at Philly, uh, and he gets to play Houston, Atlanta, Giants, Giants, uh, and maybe you leave thinking we might have we might have something here. Um, I don't think Ron Rivera. I don't think Ron Rivera is a very realistic likelihood to lose his job, even if he has a very underwhelming season. Um, I think all of the heat and everything. Right now is zeroed in on that owner and what's going on with you know the other owners and potentially forcing him out. Um, and I think uh, you know the the 
Snyder realistically can't um, risk the bad, uh, you know, the 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 bad press that comes along with moving on from Rivera or moving on from his GM or president of football operations, all guys he hired to show, Hey, look how fun, look how not dysfunctional we are. Uh, so those guys are all safe in my mind, even if it's going sideways and if it goes sideways, it's because the quarterback is a sloppy mess and because the secondary does not have any talented players. Yeah. The whole, the, uh here's here yeah here's how you build goodwill and i mean it, it's a gamble because it doesn't always work howell could suck shit but you put howell in after a bad game at philly and he wins like three out of four of those or oh god all four like how pumped is the fan base you're selling season tickets with sam oh, Howell's yeah. picture on it for next year Oh, for sure. That's that's definitely how that works. I mean, there's a non, there's a there's a a legitimate chance in my mind that Sam Howell ends up becoming going into the 2023 campaign where we're saying he's the best quarterback of that draft. Yeah, I'm I'm so bad at valuing young rookie quarterbacks that I just will say he could be the best. He could be the worst player ever to play in the league. That's the range of outcomes I have for him right now. But okay. yeah, that, that'd be a fun one for, you know, the team to build off of. Hey, he comes in, he beats some bad teams. You give him a pass because he, the Niners was such a tough spot. Cleveland's a playoff team. And then maybe he gets a sneaky win because Dallas doesn't need the, need the game in 17 or 18. And he ends up going like five and two down the stretch. You can, you can sell some season tickets off that. that I is, think that uh, works. I'll works. sign up for that. I'm down with that. Let's look at yeah, the odds. Anything else worth betting? Probably not. Again, like I think we're kind, I think we're kind of at market is right on these guys. More it's or less. a really juicy under. It's probably about right. No chance. No chance I'm taking them to win the NFC East. It's a lesser price no. than the Giants, and I think no. their ceiling's slightly lower. I will tell you this. If you are buying them at all, you might as well swing for the East. Yeah, I wouldn't play make playoffs. Like if they're good, they're good. It's just well, the the secondary gelled a little. Uh, they like they're the pass to be rush big... is so great that it doesn't matter. Like San Francisco back in the day. Yeah, you'd have to have like the the pass rush comes together so well, and the secondary is playing like the twentieth best secondary in the league, and that's pretty impressive for them. And Wentz isn't giving games away. And again, the schedule is got enough coin flips on it that everything comes together right and the eagles I mean, the, the eagles and cowboys have to play a little worse than this still not like oh my god they won 13 games with carson Wentz. So we should, we'll clip that if that happens but my oh, goodness man. like yeah you, sw- swing swing for it i guess swing Andy, for the I nfc then i can't even tell you how delighted we would be in the month of january if we got an opportunity to bet against carson Wentz in the playoff game can't even tell you i would probably take that bet. i would <laughs> yeah i think uh, so, uh, uh i'll i'll pull for them i hope they make the playoffs uh and i yeah. hope uh but no in reality i think i'd like to see wentz and i mean i'd like to see how with this young uh you know with the with the you know uh, an okay offensive line uh and uh in this very very uh, at least i say i think uh pretty clearly top half skill position player group um would love to see them 
uh, bring a young quarterback in and give him a shot. A young quarterback who has more talent than Heineke. Um, but I don't think uh, I don't think there's a good bet to be made on the Washington Commanders. Um, not not no nothing preseason, but I will look at them like we talked about a little. If there's a team where their strength really lines up, like the Bears, maybe it's a a bet on spot. If the teams where their strength is absolutely going to be stymied, neutralized, stopped in its tracks, and killed, like the Packers and Colts. Again, depending yeah. on where the numbers are at that point, those are spots while I will look to fade this team because everything they've possibly done right that people have talked about at all are just going to completely grind to a halt against a good pass protection team with a smart quarterback. You have two savvy old vets there. What do you uh, been to some Super Bowls, guys? I forgot to even ask you about this when the schedule was up, but what do you make of that week three line that right now is a pick em? where Washington is hosting Philly. That and the Minnesota number feel, I don't know. Not, like, is, is it like we're not going to actually a, see those be a pick. Like, well, what are we, what are we giving them for home field? Do they, do they get an extra player this year. They only get 1.8 points for home field advantage by the market. Yeah. I I'm off on them and I'm, I'm higher than the market on Minnesota right now, I guess, especially offensively. Mm. So, uh, I I don't like either of those, and I, I don't know if we'll see those. So probably two point dogs in both those. Yeah, but at the same time, like, are you scared laying the chalk with Philly on the road against Washington if it's under a field goal? Not really, right? No. Same with Minnesota. Might have a couple bets against yeah against the Got against stuff the commies. Up. <laughs> Might have a couple bets against. Are we gonna the call them the commies. I like that. I, mean, it's I kind of like that too. I had Dan Gaslit to, he couldn't remember what the actual team name was because I've said commandos so much. The commandos. The, the commandos is funnier than the commanders. Yeah. Commandos, commandos is funny. Com- Commies is funny. Commanders sucks as a team name. Yeah. <laughs> what, what stadium was it that the, it fell apart like the Eagles? Was no, it the it was, Eagles game? That was no why yeah, yeah, it was uh, but it was the Eagles Jalen Hurts was the stanch when when the uh the um when the barricade broke and stan- fans all fa- fell into this into the uh, tunnel. Mm. It's gonna see Eagles. They tried to take out Jalen Hurts that way. Hmm. All right, well best of luck, Washington. And I really actually mostly just hope for you and your fans that they resolve the ownership situation. Yeah. And that we can uh we can move on. Yeah, hopefully they got some zip ties on that railing and we see some Sam Howell. Like if I'm, you know if who I'm has you know you know who's got zip ties on him at all times in case there's a uh, an opportunity to go raid the Capitol is uh Mr. Jack Del Rio. Mr. Jack Del Rio. He's got the he's without, got the without getting into politics, brain. like if you're a public facing person like that, maybe just don't need to comment. You think on that him. has any impact on how the players play for this team defensively, or they're just like, "Hey, we're pros. We don't really care what is." Uh, hopefully, they're just hard. pros, but they can't love that. Like the fact that uh, you know that I'm sure I, I don't know what everyone's political agenda is inside the locker room, but I'm sure there's plenty of people who are uh, not impressed with him calling that a dust up, and maybe they don't enjoy. It you know, listen to him. Maybe there's, I don't know, maybe a lot of people are just 
I don't know, politically agnostic. Yeah, Wins Wins probably tends to agree with that. Just uh, now, again, another that. guy that I don't think really has the locker room at all anywhere he's ever been. I don't think Wentz is especially well loved. Um, not, not lot since, of, uh, he was up in the. A lot, lot of players, kind of, you know, a lot of, lot of um, personalities involved with the commies that uh, are tough to cheer for. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so. All right, we yeah. wash our hands of the the commodores, the commandos, the commies, and yeah, the the band, the betting plan of attack is just like a lot of teams. We're looking for spots where. They're going to anything this shitty team can possibly do right is neutralized it's like that. Yeah. And if you're in circus right. survivor, do not take Washington week one versus the Jets. Yeah, don't, don't get too cute with it. That looks like a bad spot to get involved with the Washington football. Some people, yeah. people are in love with uh, Jacksonville. That might be a spot where some people take Jacksonville. It'll be interesting. To see who takes who week one is always. Um, you want a spoiler? You want a spoiler? I do. I played some Jaguars to win the Super Bowl and to win the AFC. I mean, it's the, pri- the prices heavy. were the prices were ridiculous. It's like one hundred and fifty-five to one, and we are like six months removed from a year two QB <laughs> taking his team to the Super Bowl. I'm not it's saying it's going to work out. Two great. years in a row, you get involved with them. Are the Jaguars? Yeah, yeah. Fifty to one was a nice payoff last year. I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, no, I mean you took. I'd rather have one hundred fifty to one. Oh, I did. Yeah, but I got a huge amount of equity and it never had a chance. Um, this one, no, no, uh, it was just, a good. You had like twelve to one. It was a good fucking number. So one hundred fifty, right. one hundred fifty-five to one. I just can't get close to that for this team. They have, they have the number one QB. Well, we'll save it for another day. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk Jags. One hundred fifty-one is not the right price. We'll be back Wednesday. We'll talk some uh, America's team and the team that booed Santa Claus. Close up the NFC East podcast series. So check you back on the YouTube channel. If you made it an hour and 35 minutes, hit the thumbs up. If you're listening to this in the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. We've gotten a bunch of reviews. A bunch of people, uh, uh, I don't know. Hopefully they were good ones. I didn't read any of them. I'm I'm too heartbroken. If anyone has anything bad to say, I can never read them. But it looks like we have some more reviews, and uh, the stars are doing good. Um, Great. Good. Thank good you. for us. So we'll catch you guys Wednesday. Thank you.